celebrate the little wins. I think that's been really important for me because sometimes things aren't aren't great. Sometimes, you know, the work that you did was just completely trash and you're like, oh man, I gotta scrap that. I'm restarting from the beginning. But, you know, good things do happen, you know, um, in, in the experience um, or else you, you know, you shouldn't be there, right? Like you should be learning something. You should be feeling like you're rewarded by the experience itself, meeting new people. For the whole adventure itself should be rewarding, you know, um, in general. Um, and then celebrating that and really having having fun and, and realizing that, you know, it is um, it is a journey and um, it is a journey that's going to help you grow into a better person at the end of the day. So. You know, the kind of whole, the whole world is a rock and you as your startup, you're like a drop of water. And if you kind of go all over the rock, you know, with droplets of water, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to get that rock a little bit wet. But like if you if you focus that drop in one specific spot and you consistently drop water on it, eventually you're going to drill a hole through the rock. That, that I mean, that's something that sticks with me. I mean, the moral of the story was really, you know, hone in on that one thing. Like, who's the customer you're serving? What is their, like, dire need? and just like stay true to that and like always build for that always build for that customer and if you satisfy them you will get through the rock and kind of everything else kind of comes after that hello and welcome to the style is free podcast today we have crater with us they are a startup out of the cornell tech spin out space uh, you know one of the founders already, Marco White, talked about quadcopters with us not too long ago. And we also have another co-founder, Vu Francois. Welcome, guys. What's going on? It's good to be back, Brett. <laughs> good to have you back. So why don't you tell people, what is Crater? So Crater is the future of local TV. That's what we like to call ourselves. We're a platform, a social video platform for narrative-driven content centered around local topics, local things, and local people. On the flip side of that platform, we're also building out creation tools powered by AI to help create longer form content, talking around the space of, you know, around three to 10 minutes long. Because obviously video editing is hard if you're an independent creator and you're aspiring. Getting to the point where you can create compelling content that's longer form. Right now, people are getting used to kind of ephemeral content with Instagram and Snapchat, uh, these short bursts of video, but to really stitch together something that tells a story is uh, difficult and something that we want to empower. So you said something at first about a narration platform. Is that different than the long form content or is that grouped together? No, it's very much like grouped together. It's long form, but it's, it's narrative driven. You know, there's a story to tell. There's something to be taken from it. It's not so much, I'm just going to observe this or film something just to view it and see it it's more so you know you are storyboarding you're planning out your clips and at the end of the day the viewer is going to take something from that awesome mm -hmm. so you mentioned instagram and snapchat we have influencers on there and they're kind of grouped into different areas but a lot of fashion models maybe some sports and stuff like that where do you see like your primary users being for this long form content that's different than than those platforms so it's kind of two-sided so one side would be obviously the consumer the other side is is the creator um, at the end of the day we we want to be able to help anybody be able to tell their story i guess the market that we're looking to go after or the user segment we're looking to go after in terms of the creators is is very diverse but essentially it's somebody you know with a story to tell Somebody who has, you know, a, a specific topic or a specific narrative that they've been looking to get eyes on. Right now, I think one interesting point is um, there's a lot of creators that are kind of leaving YouTube. There's a massive exodus of that because YouTube has demonetized, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of content creators. So these guys essentially have nowhere to go. Um, and, you know, they can be anybody from people who talk about cars to talk about sports, uh, music and things like that. And, you know, they, they, they really need a place to be able to present their content and, and share it with people who kind of care about it. And the interesting thing is, like, there's a lot of people kind of already doing it. You know, we did analysis and there's over about 10 million people right now in the world or in the U.S. alone, sorry, who are, you know, social video 
influencers and content creators who aspire to do this, you know, essentially full time. So, so you're kind of looking to capture that market that YouTube isn't able to monetize anymore. And so not Snapchat, not Instagram, but these people who for a long time have video content, video platforms that they teach people things or just say funny stuff that people like to watch and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the demonetization of YouTube do you guys want to monetize in a similar way with ads or how do you see that kind of revenue stream to bring influencers on your platform? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're right. We, we are going for the smaller guys, the guys who haven't had the opportunity to monetize. They're the ones who have, you know, not enough views, not enough subscribers in YouTube's eyes, but they have, you know, the ability to do something amazing, which is to provide value and share a story that people care about. Um, in terms of how we incentivize them on, on bringing the platform is, yeah, we, we plan to help them monetize their content. I mean, at the, at the core of our business model, uh, I, don't know if we, I don't know if we want to get into that, but um, at the core of it is, is supporting an ecosystem that allows us to be mutually beneficial in you know being profitable for ourselves to support local storytelling, but also helping the creator be able to monetize their work and their efforts for, for telling these stories. Um, if you look in the space right now, Local media itself is struggling with monetization. Local papers and, and outlets are, are being bought up by massive corporations and they're under the guidance of the uh, investor, right? The, of the, uh, the profit or the shareholder. And you have this massive you know, gap in local content that is kind of true to what is representative of the community and, and people who live there. On the flip side of that, you have the independent guys um, who have been probably traditionally been doing it you know, for free for so long hoping to monetize and hoping to crack into it, but haven't been able to. And that's kind of where we're, we're headed. And so you're very focused on local areas. Is there certain regions that you're starting off to look at, like certain cities or places that you think are best? Or how do you approach that from being a worldwide company or a nationwide company and approaching from a local level up? So yeah, so right now we're... Uh we're primarily focused on New York City, and uh, New York City is interesting because you can go like a couple of blocks and be in a completely different neighborhood with a completely different culture. So there's definitely a huge amount of diversity in New York to try out like different things. But I think you know how you define local is it can vary really. In New York, you could you can get down to the neighborhood itself. You can go by borough. You can go by you know whatever, you can go by block almost. But I think as we go, I think cities are a great place to start. I think some areas like we've been interested in, it's like Austin, Dallas, Texas, Boston, New Orleans. There's like loads of interesting cities with like, you know, there's definitely stories to tell there. But, you know, eventually kind of the, the end goal is just, you know, I, you know, I believe there's talent everywhere. I mean, even in, even in the most like kind of suburban, you know, areas or neighborhoods, I'm sure there, there are people who, who do have interesting talents, they do have interesting things to tell, but I think it's kind of going to have to grow with the platform. Definitely. Yeah, and something you pointed out was how New York has the boroughs and then it's so compact that it's probably different than the majority of cities out there. So you kind of have to take like a city by city basis to figure out what where the borders are. Like where does local get captured there at, at each different level? Right, it's yeah. super interesting. You guys are looking at Austin, you're looking at New York. Uh, how are you approaching people to either get them as content creators or to get people as viewers? And like, what do you think the breakdown would be between like those two different segments? Yeah, I mean, I think so early on, our kind of strategy is we've met with a lot of content creators so far here in New York City, but we're trying to dial in on, you know, what topics and essentially channels do people care about? Like, is it sports? Is it music? Is it events? Is it local politics? Things of that nature to figure out, you know, this is kind of what works here in this kind of general area uh, within this locality, within New York City specifically, um, and then scaling that, you know, to the cities that we're interested in. But the way we want to kind of start off is onboarding the creators uh, ourselves initially. Um, You know, getting a group of, you know, 10 to 20 or so kind of already on the platform, um, and then building from there. So doing something that doesn't scale initially, as Paul Graham says, right? Um, but getting them on, on board and having them create content that essentially is like the tipping point, not the tipping point, but like the starting point for what local TV in that specific city looks like, being like the forerunners of that. And our hope is that, you know, when people get to get a chance to see these stories and, and enjoy them, um, then you'll have content creators who live in that in those areas who might be already doing it or be aspiring and 
and be like, oh, maybe I can do this, you know, and, and joining in kind of on, on that. Um, we like to, oftentimes we like to compare ourselves to like Anchor. Um, if you're familiar with that podcast, but, podcast yeah. app, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and like podcasts have been super popular, right? Um, I mean, we're on one right now. They've inspired people, right? Like you listen to one, you're like, wow, that was amazing. I took something away from that. Like maybe I can do that. And maybe early on, you know, five, six, seven years ago, it wasn't really that attainable. You know, you had to like figure out how to use pro tools and things like that and buy a mic and, and have a topic to talk about. But nowadays it's getting easier and easier and more attainable for anybody to become, you know, a creator and, and have like a story to tell. And that's kind of the, the vision, right, is, is to help make this so simple that anybody can, can kind of adopt it and be a part of it. Yeah, it really hits home with me. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I just... One day I was like, yeah, I could order a mic and then just start. I have GarageBand on my on my computer and just start it up. So it really resonates. You know, I've seen Anchor. I've seen like all the different podcast apps that really, like, I don't use Anchor, but it's really great. People can record from their phones and just create a podcast, have multiple people as if like a Skype call sort of thing. So it's really cool. Yeah, enabling people to be creators. And I like how you guys are going for the video format and I know you guys talked about how you're putting together like editing material so you make it kind of easy to for people to create their own videos once they have like the raw content. You guys go into kind of some of the features that that editing would have and like why you chose those features or what, what your vision is for that being built out. So we're plugging into a couple of different APIs and seeing like kind of where we can use AI to our advantage. One is speech transcription, providing a transcript for every video and then using that to create automatic captions. It's a huge thing in any social video you see. If it's an interview or if any generally anyone's talking, like a lot of times there's going to be captions and most of that process is a manual process right now for the most part. It's a great area to plug in AI. Other stuff is where we're trying to develop kind of templates that, you know, if you tell a certain maybe it's an interview or a food or a restaurant review, Building out templates that allow a novice who might not be familiar with editing to say, hey, I need these collection of shots. And if you can go out and you can film those clips, well, we can feed that into our system. We'll be able to recognize what those clips are, categorize them, fit them into a template, and then you'll come out with a polished video that for, for someone who's a beginner might be like a much better start than going straight into Premiere and going from the ground up it uh kind of gives you a bit of a better starting point yeah so again creating a podcast kind of like learn things on the way every episode i was like learn something online to add like just figure out noise gating so i can take out the background noise and editing people's words out so it flows together nicely there's always something new to learn so that's cool to have those templates to kind of set people up in the right spot and use ai to get them into a spot and maybe it's not 100% there with the AI but mm-hmm. it gives you like 90% and you, you mess with it a little bit you maybe learn something like maybe a little like oh this is what this is doing on some creator documentation or something exactly yeah I mean like video just with any medium it's it's you can't block creativity right a lot of the magic of video we actually talked to a creator earlier today who, who had mentioned this about how you know if there's too much kind of AI too much kind of help and assistance and structure to creating content, you start to lose the creativity, creative portion of that, right? And your own kind of stylistic version of it. And that's not the purpose of all of what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get more so on the creation tool side, get somebody who is aspiring, who is kind of curious about it to a point where they can start to begin to grow and not start from zero, but start from like, you know, level 10, for example, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I recently found out about the job or like UX engineer where it's like, it doesn't just do all the UX for you, but UX engineer, like, oh, you can choose all your different buttons. You can choose different stuff to do. So I kind of see that as a thing. Like, here's, like, all your footage edited nicely and stuff, and maybe you can have different transitions or kind of flow it together in different ways. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, speaking of the going back one feature to the transcription of the videos, I think that's awesome because I'm always scrolling through, like, Facebook or Reddit and like either class or play play on the train places where I don't have headphones and if a video doesn't have subtitles or anything like I just skip through the video I about probably half my videos that I watch if not more are just reading the subtitles below it because I'm not in a place where I can actually listen to what it's saying so I think that's a great feature that you guys are adding early yeah man the, the form factor is definitely changing in how we consume content that's that's for sure 
and I mean that's why we try to play into this like new realm of, of how content is, is consumed and that that's vertical that's you know that's on the mobile phone um, made for social uh, that kind of thing and uh, you know getting it getting it in front of people the, the best way that we can I think one thing that we learned about the new generation of of um, you know content consumers specifically is that we don't like things that are intrusive to like what we feel like is the most optimal way for us to live right that's why people are cord cutting that's why people are you know moving away and shifting away from these traditional um, medium and media types that that have worked for so long you know it's it's easier now to read things on your phone or watch a video on your phone than it is to you know buy a TV buy you know install cable from files whoever it is you know yeah making it easier for everybody to access it yeah just brainstorming looking at other things that are popping up in the creator space of think of patreon right so a way for influencers and creators to kind of get paid or have their people who follow them give them five dollars a month ten dollars a month is that something you guys think of having to allow people who really like the content to either give money or just donate or maybe they have something back that they get from like supporting these creators? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so our business model is very much so closely related to Patreon and Twitch. So first off, Twitch enables their creators to make money through three different, four different routes, I believe. Um, the first one is subscriptions, right? The next one is ads. Uh, then you have donations, and then you have sponsorships, and which is all four kind of things that we that we dive into as well. But creating a sustainable ecosystem that allows, you know, that allows and rewards good content creation. But more specifically, we want the, you know, the people who live in the community, who live in the city, to be able to realize and be able to contribute back, you know, to the importance of, of local media. I think that's one thing that's disappearing is, and one, pe- one thing that people don't realize is how important, you know, it is to be connected geographically. I think the growth of, of social media and, and the internet has allowed us to be a very globalized world. So our attention now is drawn less so from the things and people that, that happen and live around us and more so towards people who live you know, across the planet, who drive the Ferraris, who, who rap, who sing, who things like, you know, things like that, the viral celebrities and stuff like that. And those people are, are taking up more of our attention than, than the things and, and people that, that shouldn't necessarily be more important you know, in our lives. And, and we're trying to, you know, just shift that paradigm back to, to what it, to what we think it should be. So. That's great. Cause nowadays, if you want to, you can just be on your phone everywhere, be on the computer, especially kids growing up. They don't know what it's like without the internet, without having this constant connection that they can basically just ignore the real world mm-hmm. for the most part. So that's awesome. You want to use that connection that they have to drag them back in, not drag them, but bring them back in, enable them to be a part of their community be a part of what's around them and kind of yeah respect and value the things around them as they do in the global sense yeah absolutely i mean like one thing that that really hits hits home for me is like you know i'm from originally from dallas and and i i'm in love with the music scene there you know we've had some great artists come out of there recently leon bridges you know post malone uh, whether you're a fan or not i don't know but you know th- those guys and uh i mean along with a, a bunch of other dudes i've seen the growth kind of over time and and originally those places and these places where you know a lot of artists don't necessarily or naturally come from, they don't get a lot of attention you know on the global scale. They have to work really hard and try really hard to connect with people who are in LA, who are in New York City, where the record labels and stuff are. And you know I see these guys struggle and work hard, you know, eight plus years, you know, grinding away, hoping that they can make it and everything like that. And we want to you know give a platform for these guys to to really be able to to flex that you know and and get in front of people who who can support them and who can care about them and and make this to something that is sustainable for them to to live off of. So that's awesome. I love that from the yeah the rap angle to see because yeah these people they're dedicated. They've been rapping for years. They put mixtapes out. Don't get a lot of traction. All of a sudden, like something blows up, and now they're a popular celebrity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that's not easy they have to <laughs> they just have to keep believing so that's great to, to give them a platform to, yeah. to pursue that yeah absolutely yeah I mean I think there's a I don't know what the adage is but like they always say what is it if you can make it at home you can make it anywhere yeah. and I, mean, I totally believe that you know like that's where it all starts you know building your fan base and building the, the connections that you have around you and kind of having that be like your, your starting platform you know to, to build from I love hearing about the platform, like the vision with it, like how you guys thought about building it and who it's for. I kind of want to talk a little bit about startups in general. Like this is your guys, I don't know if it's your first startup, but I know you've been working on it for over a year. I want to hear what's been good, what's been bad, what didn't you expect, stuff from that angle. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a first-time founder. I believe Marco is, is also, too. Also a first-time founder. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're learning as, as we kind of go, you know, and, um, you know, obviously we all went to Cornell Tech together, and, and we've had, you know, professors who, who have kind of been in this space, either as investors or founders themselves, and, and helped us, give us advice and, and pieces of feedback to help, you know, prepare us for, for the world of, I guess, of startups. But in reality, nothing prepares you for it other than experience it firsthand, you know. It's a lot of lessons learned, actually, um, you know. Everything from learning how to incorporate a business to, you know, balancing the books to how to talk to people, how to talk to your customer, how to become your customer, you know, and how to convince an investor that you are onto something, you know, and, and essentially selling your selling yourself as best as you can, you know, to uh, to to those guys. So it's it's tough, but, you know, it's uh, it's it's a very kind of interesting and rewarding experience for, so far. So. I mean, we come from a unique angle, having Cornell Tech as a you know, kind of like supportive community. It's, it's different. It's not so much like, I think even, even as hard as it is for us, like it's not, we're not starting in a garage or, you know, it's like that. It, it, I can imagine for other people, it's also much more difficult to even like just get off the ground. Um, for, we're fortunate to have the network and um, really the community around us that kind of gets you thinking about tech and inspires you to kind of pursue this entire vision probably the most important lesson is it doesn't happen overnight it's a it's a long climb things like snapchat come out you think oh it's so simple like oh, you should like record a video and send it to your friend like that's that like why not think of that i could have done that in two days like no you couldn't have like it's just like it's uh it happened it happens over a long span of time and it, it is a lot of work and uh you kind of have to be dedicated and you have to be motivated and uh i think one of the best pieces of advice i learned was uh, we were talking to a guy named Graham from from a uh, oh, Shutterfly or Visora, but Visora. yeah, he was a co-founder yeah. of Visora, and uh, he had made this analogy. You know, the kind of whole the whole world is a rock, and you as your startup, you're like a drop of water, and if you kind of go all over the rock, you know, with droplets of water, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to get that rock a little bit wet. But like, if you, if you focus that drop in one specific spot and you consistently drop water on it, eventually you're going to drill a hole through the rock. That, that, I mean, that's something that sticks with me. I mean, the moral of the story was really, you know, hone in on that one thing. Like who's the customer you're serving? What is their like dire need and just like stay true to that and like always build for that, always build for that customer. And if you satisfy them, you will get through the rock and kind of everything else kind of comes after that. Love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, another, another thing too is like, you know, celebrate the little wins. I think that's been really important for me because sometimes things aren't, aren't great. Sometimes, you know, the work that you did was just completely trash and you're like, oh man, I got to scrap that and I'm restarting from the beginning. But, you know, good things do happen, you know, um, in, in the experience um, or else you, you know, you shouldn't be there, right? Like you should be learning something. You should be feeling like you're rewarded by the experience itself, meeting new people. For the whole adventure itself should be rewarding, you know, um, in general. Um, and then celebrating that and really having, having fun and, and realizing that, you know, it is, um, it is a journey and, um, it is a journey that's going to help you grow into a better person at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah that's all great stuff. Definitely going to probably pull some quotes for the beginning from those things. It's great. <laughs> it's really cool. I kind of want to hit on, uh, maybe just AI. I think AI is something that, that is kind of interesting that we're still trying to flesh out too. And hopefully maybe somebody who's here in this podcast can kind of jump in and maybe email us or message us about it too as well. We work with a couple people who are kind of in the video AI space and they're all they're all kind of at this point where it's very much so an, an open, any man's game really. You know, AI is, is def CV and, and object recognition and things like that are, and, and be able to contextualize mood and sentiment um, is really definitely changing the game of, of how this is, of what this is becoming. Uh, so like one of our companies and I guess mentors that we work with is uh, Hannah Donovan and she's with Trash. 
Um, you might have met her last semester. I don't know. But her company, what they do is predictive analytics or predictive video editing. Um, and essentially, they can you know see what's going on within a specific video and then apply color grading, understand what's going on in it and help you kind of you know piece together different bits that, that make sense kind of thing. That's kind of the vision of it. And I mean, I just speaking to like a little portion of it, you know, and like uh, there's there's a lot of kind of of of, uh, of opportunity in the space to to really make something magical of it. So we're we're excited to, to kind of dive deeper into that. Yeah, that's great because there's so much stuff with AI for sentiment analysis for all these things, and video is probably one of the harder parts to figure out. So I've looked at taking computer vision and machine learning and. I think they have images decently down, but what you have to get a string of images together to get the emotions and the change of emotions over time is very difficult to get. You do a sentiment analysis with like words maybe and maybe voice, so maybe you could take the audio from there to figure out what's going on. But yeah, that's a great way of looking at it for what you guys are doing. I haven't thought of anything like that before. I'm trying to figure out using AI what's going on in the video to put it to the right template or to like make it exactly fit the the mood and the message that's trying to get across from the creator absolutely yeah we we've taken some inspiration from this uh this paper uh, i forget who it's by but he's out of stanford he's a phd i think he i believe he's a researcher for adobe now but essentially uh what the project that he had worked on with his team was um they had taken multiple takes so this is more kind of for a cinematic setting i guess you could say they took multiple takes of you know a specific I guess like you know scene right. In this specific paper, um, it was two people talking to each other and arguing as a couple, right, talking back and forth. But they would do multiple scenes of that, and essentially their AI or, and the tool that they built was able to bucket those scenes into idioms like you know is it a wide shot, close up shot, uh, is there more emphasis on this emotion here than this one here, is the voice louder here than this one here, and the AI is help is able to give you kind of iterations of what it would stitch that clip together like using those multiple takes. Um, and then it pumps out, you know, like, let's say like three or four, you know, versions of it. And you can select from that, like which one you want to use, um, which is like, you know, super amazing. Like it's essentially, it's taking away, it's, it, bad to say, but it's taking away the job of an editor. Right. But it isn't, but it could, you know, make that job of an editor easier and help and allow them to focus in on other things that can make the story more powerful. Right. Definitely. Right. It just kind of changes the role instead mm-hmm. of. It's kind of like with a lot of AI machine learning, you kind of like, hey, suggest this. I think this is the best one. I'm an AI machine. And you go, yeah, I agree with that. And then it keeps building the platform. So then it gives them kind of a feedback tool for themselves to like be better at editing. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't see like totally taking away maybe a hundred years from now, right? Maybe eventually <laughs> AI takes over everything, but in the shorter term, yeah, it just like helps you do your job better and it gives, lets you save time on doing one thing that might take you a while like i know from editing audio that i see ai of like how to take away i I can see ums in my video or my like audio script and stuff yeah it's like there's definitely ways that ai can take content and make it easier for you to work with so you can concentrate on what you want to do and if you're looking at what you guys are doing from a creator standpoint for like me, I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing the editing, I'm doing the put marketing, pushing it. If you make one part of that a lot easier for someone, then they can focus on the creation. They can focus on the marketing, something different and just kind of frees up their time and lets them get started earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what we're building, I definitely think the AI should be more of an additive than anything else. Um, you know, when it comes to being creative, like I said before, and like, you know, storytelling, right? It's like, it comes down to the person and the creator who's telling the story and the people on the other side who are, you know, who are listening to it and watching it and, and taking something from it. I don't think an AI should be that, that in between that decides what story you tell and how you listen to it, you know, or how you, how you view it or, or, uh, or take it in. So it should just be an additive to help with that process and make it more seamless. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it goes, podcast style is free. Like, everyone has their own style. Everyone, you can't pay for that. You can't change that. Exactly. It has yeah. to come through. So I, I totally get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm kind of curious about how you got into podcasting. I don't know yeah. if you ever talked about it on your on your show yet. Yeah, I don't know. I tell people every once in a while. I can't remember if it's been on a show yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was doing web development for a while beforehand. So I was able to see how... 
I guess, free and, like, not necessarily easy, but once you know how to do it, you're able to just, like, put a website up for, like, relatively cheap. So I've always liked music production, like, creating rap beats and things like that, freestyling, which the original name came from, Style is Free, I've been messing with for a while. So I wanted to, I decided I want to make a podcast. Like, how, like, what do I need to do that? So I saw I have GarageBand, so I can keep editing with that. Then I looked up microphones, like how, how to do that. So I grabbed, got this mic, got good reviews, a Blue Yeti. And then I just kind of put it all together and just started telling people I was creating a podcast. I was going to do Max first. He was our second episode. Jake randomly was like, yeah, like let's do a podcast. So I interviewed him on pharmaceutical automation. And we just kind of started getting into it. And from there, like there's a lot of reasons of why I wanted to do it, not just for the music production, but it's a good way to practice marketing and practice startups. Like I go out, I have a Facebook page, I have a Twitter that I push the episodes to. I've like gotten free Facebook ads to see how those work. Right? So I see kind of do this stuff for free. Like if this podcast blows up and becomes famous, sure, that'd be amazing. But I'm setting low expectations and just using it as a way for me to learn mm-hmm. about how things work, how the podcast market works, how that works in general. I'm able to improve my speech. I listen to all these and edit them so I can hear how I sound to other people and improve on that and make presentation style better. So it's just like a bunch of things came together that made sense and made it, and it's fun. I yeah. like like taking a day and just editing, taking a day and like interviewing you guys, learning people's passions and what they're working on and what they're actually getting into. Uh, is super exciting for me. Like for you guys, like startups and like AI is awesome. Like yeah. learning more about your business. I mean, I know I've talked to you guys about it before, but in an hour, I'd say at most, I've learned much more about what you guys are doing and can understand it much better. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into cutting edge technology. So we've had machine learning, we've had blockchain. I've I've personally learned so much. I've been able to ask people who are really dedicated and passionate about these things how how they got into it number one and like why are they passionate like how do these things work and so for me it's a great learning experience mm-hmm. often just talking mainly my friends right now eventually hopeful to branch out and talk to people I don't know but just really feel what my friends are passionate about learn from them and then hopefully if people want to listen to it too which there's at least some traction there there's at least some people listening that they get that information as well for free like they, they yeah. can just get that stuff too so yeah, just a whole mix of stuff and it's been really fun. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, you're, you're speaking to something super compelling there too and uh, something that I can kind of speak from firsthand and also that I observe is like our generation is starting to realize more and more um, how important it is to be kind of like this horizontal creative, right? To explore different bounds and, and see how that, you know, and can how we can take those lessons and infuse that into ourselves to create better things or, or to figure out a career to... To, to you know to explore more more kind of passions in life and things like that like you know like web development podcasting music production you know for myself like video I did me I did a little music too you know and uh, this kind of reminds me of a story that that uh, of that happened to me I guess about like a month ago uh, I met these met these three guys specifically I guess in the in the airport I was literally standing there I was wearing this like just ridiculous outfit I don't know what I was doing this t-shirt I had some Jordans on and I had like these like shorts my big backpack all this stuff. Um, and this guy randomly walked up to me and he goes, hey, man, can I take your picture? And he had like a film camera. And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm at, I'm at LaGuardia. I'm at the airport. And he takes a picture of me. And then the next thing I know, we end up like just talking and stuff like that. So my, my flight had got, actually got delayed. Uh, I was flying back to Dallas from, 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 from here. And this guy was actually going the same place too. So I met him and then he introduced me to his friend. And his friend was also like this guy who was a photographer. He was uh, he's a record producer or he's a producer and uh, he signed to Atlantic. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. I was like, I'm, like you guys are you know, photographers and mu- musicians, super cool. Then we met another guy who came up, was not a part of the group, but they had known him, right? And uh, he walked up and he is also, uh, he's a DJ. He's, a, he's an artist. He's an animator. And I'm like, whoa, this is so crazy. These are like, m- like mad talented people, you know? But like it, it just goes to show that like you know all of us and like this new generation of, of, of people kind of in the in the space are are horizontal creatives you know like they pick up more than one thing and learn from 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 one specific asset or one specific trade I guess you could say or craft and then use that to their advantage and other things that they're kind of passionate about. Totally vibe with that. Yeah, exactly from what I was saying before, and then like 
I don't think we've said it yet that we're kind of we're gonna take this podcast and get the highlights or not exactly sure but something like that and put it into creator right now like that's gonna be the first video of the pop stylist free podcast I'm super excited to get into because that's kind of also like a dream of mine to get that into the video space so yeah I love just exploring different things and yeah just learning how stuff works and getting into from music to movies like DJs yeah, I love, like, I was in San Francisco Bay Area for the summer, and just, there's something like DJ Collective, so you just meet people, and they're just setting up shop DJ, and I love just people pop up music events, like, yeah. it's so cool to just, like, get into these different scenes and see what other people are doing, and that's awesome that you guys are, like, making a platform for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, like, yeah, everyone kind of is, like, we kind of, like, we're, we're, like, fortunate to live in a time where anyone can kind of, like, pursue a creative outlet which is like really exciting because I mean it, it's a great it's always nice to have like either a side project project whether it's podcasting creating music creating videos and then you find out like everyone is like kind of you know you could be an accountant but like hey maybe that guy actually raps you know and maybe he's pretty dope like you don't know like and it's just like you know to kind of like get to know people and see what their talents are and like I mean it kind of makes me almost think of uh, Daisy I don't know if you've heard of this app. Um, if you're familiar with Maize Williams um, from from Game of Thrones, she she has this app for okay. creatives, Arya Stark. Yeah. Stark, and uh, it's all about collaboration and just getting people together who, you know, who are creative want to work together on a certain project. Like you know, I mean, for me personally, like I'm like I'm always interested in rap. Always wanted to write. Like I've written a little bit and here and there, but like you know kind of never goes anywhere but um for someone who's a dj for someone who does production you know i'm always interested like if you pull together people with different skills that might mesh well like could you actually create something that's like kind of cool and you know that's that in itself if you create if you kind of like close the loop on a project you you know you go full circle and you create something you have something to show and like show off like it's the most rewarding experience it's like incredibly gratifying and then you know for someone on the outside it's incredibly impressive so yeah no that makes so much sense from yeah i like to make rap beats like the, we freestyle together like, <laughs> it's so fun to do that stuff but that's, i haven't checked out that platform i think you might have mentioned it before but i haven't heard too deep on what that is that sounds really great to find especially growing up man like being like 16 at home nothing to do yeah like to find people like that would be so fun and oh, you yeah. have to get djs and speaking of like Oh, this guy's an accountant. I read recently. I don't. I can't remember who it was, but I think like a CEO of a big bank, like a new CEO, like he's like a big DJ. Like he, on his spare time, he goes and DJs at big clubs in New York. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so funny. Like one of the, one of the big banks. I can't remember, but wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, like Gen Z is uh, like I, I follow a lot of kind of these rappers that are up and coming, and and I mean popular right now even and, like these guys are they're they're so lucky like they they're they live in a world where i mean we live in a world of myspace right where it became a lot more easy to post your music to post things that you're in like you're into and hopefully be able to find somebody that's also into it and collaborate and work together but at the end of the day it was still pretty hard right like you still had to like search really difficult you know like really hard through through, through uh myspace come across something and then message them and hope hope that they reply and things like that but now it's like you know exactly who the person is. They have like five different social media accounts. You can connect to them through five different avenues, right? And then you can you know share what you have. They can share what you have like seamlessly, right? No difficulty. You don't have to attach a you know a fifty megabyte file or whatever and send it over and hope that you know it comes across or whatever. But I mean the guys you know today they're just they're just super fortunate to have this this world where they can have this like immediacy to like um, to connect with each other and things like that. So yeah definitely see some cool stuff being created from that and also have to see the parallel between creativeness and startups mm -hmm. like always like oh i have an idea i don't know the business side of it and like finding the team is so hard similar finding people to do creative outlets with is also difficult so kind of that team and nation aspect of it like has a good overlap it's very interesting especially from everything we've been talking about today yeah absolutely i mean creativity is, is collaborative that's for that's for sure i mean it's it's i mean this day and age like it's it just makes everything better you know so i'm um, curious what what are your what are your top three favorite rappers ah uh, 
shoot. I have not kept up in so long. I mean, just tra- traditionally, like, if know. you think about it right now, you're just like, that's like, those are my guys. Eminem, like, obviously there's like a big section of there where, like, <laughs> like early Eminem, I had like Tupac's amazing. Like, I, mm-hmm. back in Napster days, I had, I had like all Tupac, everything. So even stuff that never got released. And he has just so much content. I think he died, died at like 25 or 26 and just... The amount of content he had, it was unreal. And all of it's so good. A lot of range. Um, third favorite rapper. Uh, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Mac Miller recently. So that's yeah, on like RP. early. Yeah, like mixtape Mac Miller. Dude, I, I have this memory of Mac Miller. Um, so I was in my my freshman year of undergrad. And it's kind of when Mac just released uh, his kids mix, mixtape, yeah. I think. <laughs> and um, I, had a, I had a midterm the next day. But I knew Mac was coming to perform at this bar in North on Northgate. It's a bar district in, in uh, College Station, uh, Texas A&M, where I went to undergrad. And um, man, I waited till the last minute. There's still tickets available. I bought one from some guy, went, and I showed up late, right? Because I was studying the whole time and like that. And as I was showing up, he was walking. Him and his crew were walking in, right? And I got to say hi to one of his uh, entourage guys. I forget his name. He's on. He's on the Mac Miller uh, MTV show. He's a guy. He's a dude with the long blonde hair and everything. Don't remember his name, but like I said, what's up to him and everything like that. Walked around in front, you know, went inside the club and everything. Got to enjoy him performance like that. And I left early to go back to studying. And as I was walking out, I walked out the same direction. Matt comes out the same time I did, and I shake. You know, I was like, "What's up, Mac?" You know, I was like, "Super badass show, man!" Like I enjoyed it. Da da da. Like super big fan. Shook his hand. He was like, appreciate it. Thanks. And like, man, and I, I remember that memory. Walked away and I was just like, hell yeah, super cool. <laughs> and, you know, sure enough, like whatever, however many years later he is, you know, he's Mac Miller, one of the legends, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he's an, uh, he's an amazing artist, man. Just just definitely an amazing guy for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of my top three rappers, I think this might be a little bit unpopular, but Outkast. It's my number one. Outcast, great. Outcast is my number one. Um, man, I love Kanye. Like, I don't know. Nobody can tell me anything about Kanye. I mean, he is crazy. I agree with that. But, like, man, some of his music, especially early on, and I mean, honestly, a majority of his music has definitely touched me and, like, has been through kind of the stages as I, as I grew up and stuff. Um, but, yeah. And then third, third, man, it's, it's a tough kind of swing between Kendrick Lamar and Lil Wayne. Like early Lil Wayne, yeah. Like those two, I think to me are like they take that number number three spot for sure. Like yeah, easy. I remember high school like I think two thousand eight when he just had uh, with no ceilings mixtape where he just yeah. crushed every popular song with his own freestyles or whatever it was. Like yeah, I love Lil Wayne. He was he's up there on my list as well. Yeah, man, he changed it, man. He definitely popularized popularized rap even more. And you can even see some of his, his influences now nowadays in like you know the up and coming SoundCloud rappers, right? They all have face tattoos like him. Yeah. You know? They all have dreads like him and piercings and things like that. Like he's been tremendously influential on, on the culture. Uh, Music wise, I don't know about that, but you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I think early, yeah, early on probably he hasn't done a ton recently. Every once in a while, but early yeah. on, I think he was yeah. Yeah, I mean his music now is meh. Yeah, very meh. Who are your top three, Marco? Eminem's definitely, definitely in the top three. I'm I'm a huge Eminem fan. I mean, like, all of Eminem. Um, J. Cole is up there. I like, I'm a a real uh, fan of J. Cole. Just all the music he comes up with. And the fact that he's he's also, like, a very good producer. He produces a lot of his own beats, um, if not all of them. But, uh... Yeah, the third one is always, the third one's a little difficult. Um, it might be Kendrick. Mm. I would say probably Kendrick. Like I, uh, like you know, there there was a time where like I I wasn't a huge fan of, of like if his second and third albums like it was a little weird for me like some sometimes. But his last album and just like his raw talent is amazing. Like no one can deny that he's he's a phenomenal rapper. Uh, his first album was, was phenomenal, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably that's probably what I would, I would I would lock down as the top three. Yeah, yeah. People always talk about like Tupac and Biggie and this kind of back and forth between those two. 
And like, I mean, I, I love Biggie. I love Tupac too. Respect the hell out of their music and who they are and what they did for hip hop. But like, man, that was, that was years ago. That's over 20 years ago. You know what I mean? At some point in time, it's like, you got to realize that like they did make an impact, but there's artists out right now that are like, honestly better than them. You know, like I would argue that like Kendrick is a better lyricist than Tupac has a better cadence than Tupac and Biggie. Like it's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I mean, I get it. They're, they're cultural, cultural like pillars for hip hop. So, you yeah, know. I feel like that's any yeah. like, sports or music. True, yeah. Everyone like Beatles will always be the best. Like, Beatles are great too. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's going to be like that for as long as people remember those artists, like they have, but first mover advantage. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They were there. They were around. <laughs> They've been having the marketing built up forever. So that makes sense. And also, I was just thinking like of what albums I've listened to a lot, and I think like Chance up there as well. Yeah. Like he's awesome. Yeah, man, Chance. Yeah, my uh, so my my dad's a big heavy metal fan. We have this like Pantera. It's like this Pantera. Um, it's a signed pick, and it's a picture of the guys. I mean, the picture's signed, but the, the there's a pick too. Uh, like in front of it and everything like that and like he has it in the house and everything and I'm not a big Pantera fan <laughs> but he loves them he thinks they're amazing I'm like I don't know they're alright man but you know teach his own right so so yeah I'm like you gotta check out these heavy metal bands that are like newer than than Pantera that are better so yeah but yeah I mean whatever yeah <laughs> awesome yeah I'll tell the Infinity Mirror. So Marco and I made an Infinity Mirror for a project last year. It's awesome. We meant to have it out this whole podcast for the creator video so you could see our voices represented with Infinity Mirrors. Maybe we'll get that on there still. Uh, that might have been distracting. That, that could have been distracting. Maybe we can get it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just get it for the creator clip. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just add it in. Like, yeah, extra, yeah, extra yeah. feature. Bonus features. Cool. You guys want to promote at all? Like, give websites or where people can find you, apps, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're all over the internet. When we try to build social media, social media profiles for everything. I mean, our website's crater.land. Feel free to check it out. We're on. We're also on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a Discord that we're on. So if you just want to hop on and chat, feel free to do that as well. Um, we're always open to feedback. And if you have anybody who is interested in in local stories and kind of this, you know, getting a local audience eyes on on a specific topic or interest, then you know, let us know. Like we're always open open to that too. So awesome. Yeah, I'll get whatever you guys want onto the description and stuff so the people at home can find that okay super cool yeah and we are we are raising money and we're looking for angels right now so <laughs> throw that out there too perfect yeah awesome cool thanks for coming on guys it was great yeah thank you Brett thank thanks. you Brett Creator, trying to be a creator. My style is free while I'm freestyling. Yeah, no one can do it better. See you later. Like a fucking alligator, I'm irritated, man. I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to go to the top. Never trying to fake it till I make it. Just trying to make it now. Make it loud, make it proud. Yeah, I see you out there. See you without a care. See you all up in my hair. So yeah, I see you over there. See you see me through this infinity mirror. Can never see it clearer. I got six bands, yeah, man, too many bands. Smoking grasshoppers, yeah, every day. Try to understand, get it in my hand, yeah, try to get that master plan. Uh, try to get me right here, right now. Every day, it's clear. Trying to be me, try to be this way every day of the year. Have no fears, have no fears. I'm gonna pass it to my right like we do, like we always do. This is it, get a clue. Got Marco white chocolate mousse, about to give it to you. Yo, banging on the steel drums, do it till the deal's done, coming up with tracks, yo, back to back like, we ain't never going back, and we gonna go till we on the map, uh, until we got a plaque, uh, and I don't ever talk that smack, nah, I'm joking, I might go into my haters den, and I'll make him look like boys from men, oh, I'ma spit this with the infinity mirror glistening in my 
right eye and my left eye I see Brett and he's high I don't get by I don't just gonna do with the blue oh yeah these are the tracks that we screw <laughs> And I haven't freestyled in a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Okay, let me see if I can. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I spit this. I whip this. Go so hard, man, I whip this. Uh, 24-inch ride, I whip this. Wood grain whip, yeah, I whip this. Ride through so slow, in the hood, all good. Man, everything all wood. Uh, wish you could, wish you were here. Nah, just bring me some beer, yeah. <laughs> bring me some beer, nothing to fear. I've been on the flow, yeah, I've been on the go, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> So you know, I'm just trying to get back to back to the day. Go back to back to back rings. You know what they say. Got another state championship ring my way. Ring my doorbell. Yeah, that's no way. I'm just trying to get there. No way, Jose. Not trying to slow down. Trying to have a BK my way. Do it my way. Never the highway. Never the flyway. Always my way. Always, always, always. Here we go, here we go. You gotta support locally your creators. Gotta give it to them, yeah. Try to make them make more so you can see it later. Yeah, see it now, see it on YouTube or Twitch. Nah, not how we do it. We do it for the people. Do it for everyone. Try to make everyone an equal. Trying to get on a rise, on a level. Trying to get it over here, yeah. Not trying to be a upper bezel like a lower... I'm not trying to do this. Not trying to be on Twitch. I'm trying to be on Crater, Crater, Crater. I don't give a... Make an impact now, not later. Now, not later. Uh, yeah. Me, can I ask you a favor? Like this beat, yeah. Like this thing, like my podcast, everything, yeah. Just get on it, get on it, yeah. Subscribe, get on my vibe. Oh yeah, I want you to know that I got everything that you wanna know. So just download this tune, download this beat too. I don't give a. It's crazy beats like Looney Tunes and Fruit Loops that I like to scoop and going through with the crew and knowing just what we do. Mm, knowing what we do, coming through with the crew, flow hot, that's what we do, yes, oh, and you're not. <laughs> oh man. This beat was whack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect it. <laughs>